0: this short is brought to you by lens protocol what is your overall thesis on like web 3 social because I understand web 3 social as this new this new world where our collector count is gonna surpass our follower count like that's that's my belief in in how do you now optimize for building a large collector base maybe not all of them are gonna fall into that 1000 or 100 category but the new sort of like proof that you were there is by collecting something, whether paid or free. Do you have a similar thesis on this whole new rise of Web3 social or what what are you thinking about?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. But again, you know, I just don't think we're fully there yet. So right now, we are leveraging Web three social tools like Lens. All of our videos are on Lens Tube. Uh, you can collect the videos on Lens Tube. Um, they come with a difference, They don't come with the governance rights that our NFTs do. But that exposes us to you know sort of move towards this model and experiment with it as well and see how well web3 social really works. On the other side of it, Makes you know, we, we are still on web2 social. We're still using Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and we're actually in this upcoming season shifting our thesis a little bit towards broadening our, you know, target audience to more of a broad Web2 tech audience. I think when we started Rehash, we intentionally started it really small with a small Web3 community who understood what we were doing and who supported our values. And uh, now that we're, you know, nine months into Rehash, I think, you know, what we're focusing on for the next season is growing, is finally branching out of this community, the solid foundation we've built and building on top of that. And so we're going to be focused more on, you know, sort of uh, explaining how Web 2 bridges into Web 3, how tech is going to evolve overall, instead of siloing these Web 3 topics into their own conversations. We want to sort of paint the bigger picture for people and help people understand better how tech is evolving and why Web 3 or Web 3 concepts will come into play in tech in the future.
0: I think uh, just to, just to reflect on that for a minute, something my team and I, we've been, we've been realizing too, is that even like ever since the entrance of the bear market attention and sort of reach of your content has, has decreased. Um, and it actually makes a lot of sense to broaden up like your target audience as to who you're, who you're documenting for. But I feel like the challenge is it's like, you still need to focus on a type of user and create content for that type of user. And I've always struggled with creating content that excites the web three user and the web two user. And a good example of this is when I post web three content on TikTok, maybe my content sucks. Let's go with that. Okay. But it doesn't, (laughs) it it it. doesn't, it doesn't reach the right audience on TikTok, you know, and that's, and I, and I post a lot, like, look at my feed, like I'm going ham, my team and I, Every single day, we're pushing out content. I feel like at this point, Diana, we've pushed we're pushing out like one on Twitter, at least one on Twitter, at least one on Instagram, two on Twitter, so that's three. At least one on TikTok, and then doing that like every day, you know, every day, Monday through Sunday, posting content on all these platforms. And maybe my my form is just not adequate enough for the TikTok algorithms, you know. Like I I don't know, but. If I start bridging and creating just web two related creator content, then I may lose the web three audience, you know, and me personally, I'm more interested in the web three stuff. And yeah. that's how I know I'll be the best at it. Cause I only do things that I'm, that I feel like I'm, I'm interested in, you know what I mean? That's, that's my like push and pull sort of struggle. Are you feeling something similar? Are you guys, are you guys going through a same sort of feeling?
1: Yeah. So first, I I think with regards to the different platforms, I think different types of content do perform better on different platforms. Like, for example, our super posty meme videos do extremely well on Twitter, but kind of tank on YouTube, for example. Uh, Whereas our more, you know, just kind of vanilla, uh, like educational content, those pieces do really well on YouTube because I think there's more of a mainstream audience there. Than they do on Twitter because Twitter, our Twitter followers are primarily crypto people. So I, I think you know maybe part of it is just um, uh, strategically posting certain types of content to certain platforms. I think another piece of it too, and maybe this is just you know the the stuff that we talk about on rehash. Kind of, I kind of think of it as like a liberal arts crypto podcast. Okay. You know, like we talk about more of the 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 more human side of. Crypto and Web three than okay. the technical side or the financial side. And so, when, I think when it comes to things like this, when it comes to things like talking about governance in DAOs, like governance is not a topic that is new in since Web three. Governance has been a topic that has been around since the beginning of time. Um, and so, we're talking about a lot of things like governance, ops, you know, uh, people management, organization, things like that. These are topics that are understandable to everybody who's alive today. Um, And so I think that makes it a little bit easier to Hmm. introduce crypto topics like DAOs and NFTs, but to talk about it in a way that- Digital collectibles. Normies, exactly, can understand as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess another thing I've been thinking about too is there's also like the Mr. Beast, Beast approach of just dumping all your money and creating, whether it's not, maybe not in a cadence, but creating really high quality content that people want, and not focusing on velocity, just focusing on quality. You know, and one thing that we have yet to see in the creator world in, in crypto is people crowdfunding budgets for Mr. Beast-like videos, like crowdfunding a thousand ETH to create a, like a four, five, ten-minute video. You know, like we have yet to see something like that come into action, and that's something I'm really excited about. Of like the concept of creating content that's worth collecting if that primitive sort of evolves, maybe we don't have to perform for the algorithms, you know, because I personally, I feel tired. Like I feel drained and I'm not even at the same level that a lot of these full-time creators kind of like pursue content in web too. Like there's people posting three, four times a day on TikTok, you know, and spending thousands of dollars on editors. And it's very hard to scale that right on a, on a, on like a small business level, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I'm I'm ranting a bit here, as you can tell. Any thoughts on that?
1: I I'm with you. I, I think I would love to see one day where we can you know better understand how to manage a shared community treasury. And I think you know things like nouns DAO are are really interesting to me. And I think about ways in which you know we could, for example, uh, make a we could fork nouns the nouns contract and create this creator DAO. Uh, where you know we there's an auto auto generated nft one per day and all the proceeds of that go to a shared community treasury and the treasury goes to fund projects like the one you just described like a mr b style four to five minute video super high quality and the community votes on these proposals so you know adam levy could submit a proposal for uh, to create the super high quality video on podcast nfts like fully explaining what they are with full production value and everything That's going to cost X amount of money and the community of NFT holders votes on, you know, if if we put this money towards that or not, I could see something like that, like spinning up in the next bull run. I I think right now might be a tough time, but um, next bull run, like I could totally see something like that. And, you know, that's I, I think there are models that people are coming up with to make this happen.
0: Yo, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a bad time. Like last week, we see. Uh. Um. I forgot his name. Really talented artist that's been here since the Nifty Gateway era. Raised two point two mil from his open edition. You know.
1: Oh no way! And uh,
0: and and then another artist by by the name of Victor. I'm blanking on his last name. Also, like two hundred fifty k easily in like a few hours. Easily, they put a lot of work into it. I don't want to discount that. But on the surface, it looks like wow, that was like in a few hours. You know, you raised two hundred fifty k. You know, x copy. Uh, uh, Jack Butchers, you know, like the the activity is still there. People are like, I feel like the bar for 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 content that's worth collecting has increased, right? Mm-hmm. Because the noise has decreased, so yeah. people are still looking for higher quality signals, and it's up to us as creators to match and be at that same level as what they're expecting. That's what I'm sort of like piecing together during this time.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think part of that, too, is that most of the people left in this space during a bear market are people who've been here for a while, right? Or people who really understand what we're doing, who really believe in it. And these people are going to have a higher expectation of quality, I think, than, you know, a a mainstream audience that kind of just apes into... Music NFTs because that's the buzzword that's out there right now, and just buys up any music NFT just to say that they have a music NFT. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the the standard and the expectations are a bit higher during during this time.
0: Now I can't help but think: Is the market prepared for a Mr. Beast-like character who <laughs> wants to raise a, mil, a thousand ETH, you know, to to create a ten-minute video and? They create like really interesting, funny content and try to find people who lost their NFTs to like a fishy link, you know, and send them 10 ETH as like a, as like a gift.
1: You know what I mean? And documenting
0: stuff like that.
1: That's the kind of thing that I think uh, is going to have to wait for the next bull market.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting.
1: You think it can happen now?
0: I don't know. I'm being surprised left and right by all these creators. Yeah, but like, all the people and, you
1: just named, like those are those are people who've established themselves in the space for years and years. And so that's
0: what I'm saying. Why can't it be like we've been in the space for a minute? You know, why can't it be you or I or another we podcast haven't been or in the space long program? enough.
1: We haven't been here long enough. I think.
0: Well, well, think about it. Let me let me counter that. Okay, let's have a friendly argument here because the the fuck renders of the world, right? They came in around the NFT, the NFT, uh, craze and the NFT gateway era, as I like to call it. You know, when open editions and, and, and dropping NFTs and all the Instagram and corporate artists migrated into the world of Web3 to finally realize what their art is valued at, right? And what it's worth. And then they later, later transitioned into Christie's and Sotheby's and sold their pieces for millions of dollars. That happened in a very short period of time of them entering the space. So I don't think, I don't think, uh, I'm there yet personally and I won't, I won't talk about myself like that, but I think maybe there is an opportunity for something like that and an opportunity worth exploring and experimenting with. Maybe it's a group of people. Maybe it's like the web three hype house, you know, and a bunch of digital content creators come together, you know, to to crowdfund a thousand ETH to create an X long bit of video. You get some treasury funding from NounsDAO. You get some treasury funding from FWB and all these other kind of like groups contribute to it. I don't know what could come out of it. I feel like I'm onto something here. I don't know, but I'm I'm speaking out my ideas out loud.
1: Okay, I'm going to yes but you. So, okay. yes, but if you think about the not just not just the amount of time that it took somebody like fuck Render to make it to Christie's, but what time it was. You know, they came about at a time when first of all, people understood art. People still don't understand podcasts as collectibles. You know, we're still talking about what our podcast has collectibles. What is the value? Like we, as podcast hosts, like people who are in the space and understand it more than anybody else are still trying to fully figure this out and nail it down. So I don't know that the market is ready for it yet. Also, at the time when, you know, Fuck Render and people were making it to Christie's, that was bull market times. Like that was 2021 Fair. when NFTs were, that was like the, you know, like NFTs were a king and everybody, like n- everybody in the mainstream, at least like has heard of NFTs now and knows what an NFT is. Mm-hmm. If you go and say, you know, podcast NFTs to anybody, I mean, like, I can't even explain, like I, I tell my friends, I'm a podcaster, but. Beyond that, they're like, oh, how do you make money? You get like ad sponsorships and stuff, right? Like I, I can't explain the rest of it to them. You know? And so until <laughs> we're at a place where we can explain what we're even doing to our normie friends, I just don't know that we're ready yet. All
0: right. I'll counter it. I think <laughs> um I think music NFTs fall in a very similar category. Everybody understood art, but many people didn't understand the concept of collecting music. And it took a village of a few thousand collectors to prove other people wrong. And now we're seeing music NFTs as a collectible quote unquote asset class doing really, really well. And artists, even though it's like 1.25 ETH, but they're doing that and raising that on a consistent basis. You have, prof- like, you have artists like Daniel Allen and Rio Kragen racking in 110 ETH in a matter of like a few days, you know, for, for their criteria drop and people starting to understand the value of collectible music. You know, And that took a village, it took a few companies, it took funds betting on, on, on entrepreneurs to create the platforms and, and the primitives to enable that energy. And then it took a bunch of shit posters to tweet music NFTs for it to appear on everybody's timeline to make it seem like something is going on here that's worth paying attention to. So I don't see why we can't do that with content. Why we can't do that with podcasts. I think I we think can. I,
1: I think we can, but I think that it's that's what it's gonna take. You know, it's gonna take okay. what you just said. It's gonna take a village, it's gonna take a few funds coming in and investing in podcasters. It's it's gonna take all of those things. And none of that has happened yet.
0: Shows you how early we are.
1: We Zoom are out everyone.
0: What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ, and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT. Fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours.